D and Davis show. We are back, and we are back with WeAreRegalRadio.com, editor-in-chief, Cal Means. Make sure you follow Cal on Twitter at, at work underscore right. This one, once again, it's at work underscore right, W-R-K underscore W-R-T. And on WeAreRegalRadio.com and all the platforms and all the shows, we are doing Welcome Back Baseball right here in Chicago. You got the Cubs and the Sox going against each other. And the, uh, you got it, the Sox and the Sox going against each other. <laughs> Well, that was, that was that was last week, but we ain't gonna do the Cubs like that. The Cubs, we. The, I'm the just Cubs talking about these last two games, D. Yeah, I know, brother. Yeah, they. they I, I, literally, I literally said this morning. Baseball I was is watching, back. I was watching it today. I'm sorry for jumping in. No, no, wait, no. I was like, so wait. After the first inning, I ain't gotta watch no more of this. Oh man. So I was like, all right, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to Keiko and you go out. That's what I said, right? I'm gonna go because I'm gonna see if Keiko gives up the three uh, runs or whatever. But just looking from the day before, and again. Listen, I've said it all the time. I'm not going to let the Sox trick me. But damn, Ryan, you out here looking real bad, baby. You was talking <laughs> yeah, all that talk. What? Yes, I thought what about talk? you at home. What I thought talk? About you. you was talking what all that. Talk? Like, you don't even know how it is to be here and all this other stuff. Oh, like, yeah. And now all that Afro-Caribbean is on your neck. All that Afro-Caribbean is on your neck. All that Afro-Caribbean is on your neck. Like, it's like the Black Panthers of the Caribbean coming down on UML. Wait, are we doing Welcome Back Baseball or Lies of Dean Davis? Cubs hate. Go ahead, though, DP. Well, it's, it's, it's only been two games. It's only been uh, preseason games, uh, if you want to call it that, between the Cubs and the Sox. One game is at Wrigley, one game is at Kaminsky. But as you said, Cal Means is here, and uh, he's going to uh, – He's going to throw us the topics to us, you know what I'm saying, kind of see how we feeling about the Cubs and the Sox and baseball overall. So, Cal, please take it away. Well, thanks, D, for welcoming me back to the show. I know it's been a while, but uh, glad to be back on with you guys, especially as, as we say goodbye to D. You know, uh, we'll, get, we'll get that later. But, but uh, yeah, man, it's just, just really excited about – it's interesting about baseball, just ex- – it's something that's bringing us back to sports. Like, I'm just thinking about it today. Like, we've had so little sports over the past few months, but it seems like in the next couple of weeks, we're going to have more sports than we could stand. Yeah. Because <laughs> there'll be so many games. All the leagues are going to be playing multiple games every day, like throughout the whole day, day and night. So mm-hmm. baseball is going to be among them. And, of course, you know, we, we have a long history of loving and following the game here. You two have always been – devoted to the game, so I'm glad to talk with y'all. And, and, we, and we started with the Sox. Like like we said, the past two games, they've had two games on, against the Cubs. They showed out in both games. The offenses seemed to be there. They had a pretty good pitch performance from Dallas Kaiku at the uh, at the, the South Side game and at Guarantee Break. And, you know, I just want to – you know, we had a uh, we had a piece too on the on the site today that I ran with uh, Drew Stevens. Uh, you know, he he spoke he wrote real well about not being a Sox fan for a while. You know, he grew up in the area and everything in the Bronzeville area, but he's he's even excited about the team now. And like you know, Ken brought it up. You don't want to be fooled again. Though you follow the Sox for so long, you you we can all express times that we've been fooled by this team, but. It's hard not to be excited about this team right now. They're so young. They're so, they have such depth with their bats. They have an energy and the excitement about them that we haven't seen since 05, really, since 08, maybe at the latest, mm-hmm. when they when they barely – you know, 
I just want to set it off with that. Like, what are your what are y'all thoughts exactly on this team and how much of an impact do you think they could make this year? Could they have something like a fifth a twenty fifteen where the Cubs sort of skipped the year in their development and made noise and got into the playoffs? They didn't, you know, make it all the way, but they made noise that year leading up to the 16 year where they took it all. Do you foresee something like that possibly happening this year besides? Can you kick it off? Um, perhaps um, with this shortened season, especially a young team, you never know what type of lows that could take place. And another thing, just looking at these two exhibition games, that it was explosion in innings. It wasn't, and again, it's a small sample size. Yeah. It, it wasn't like, uh, you know, they were just adding up, adding up runs every inning. So that also leads to the point where there could be some slumpage. Uh, but one of the things you saw in uh, one, of the, uh, one of the details there as far as the Cubs leading the league last season, I think they had 28 uh, five-run innings, and the Sox were the worst with just eight. Mm-hmm. Well, you know that's not going to be the story, but – Looking at some of the, 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 the lack of scoring that the Cubs went into last year, you could also see that happening on the south side where it's just like, all right, we're hot this inning, but what about games where you just don't get a catch a flashpoint this inning? I think it's not going to happen on the south side because I don't know. I think this is a little bit <laughs> different from what the Cubs was doing. I hate to say it because I don't want to cast any dispersions on young Ryan. And I know how much hate usually <laughs> swells in his lower regions. Oh, man. My goodness. <laughs> his loins. His you got loins. hate in his loins? Ooh, his loins. Like, woo. Hey, you have hate in your loins. I, I never know. Heard that. He, he, he's busting out hate. It's like, damn. damn. Ah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. All right, man. What's okay. going on, it's man? Hot. But, uh, but uh, because it's just like, dude, boy. I'm like, so just visualizing, because we've been, we've been looking at this like, all right, Sox, is this some BS or whatever? Uh, definitely you want to see Tim Anderson getting back to what he was doing last year. Mm-hmm. As long as he hits really 300 and above, I'm happy for the most part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I'm, I'm good with that. But when you're looking at the fact that you think about Eloy and the amount of breaking pitches he took as a rookie last year, we still ain't even seen Lou by listen. That grand slam Eloy hit. With the nice. and it's just like okay. first pitch, first pitch grand slam too. Yeah, so it's just like you know. I st- so I started going through my head through my my lifetime of teams that seem like they're they're young, semi young. Maybe there's a vet there. I thought about like the Cleveland Indians of the '90s. You know when the Jake first opened up. We're talking about Tommy. Uh, maybe Manny was there. Uh, Omar. Uh, I, I believe perhaps uh, Roberto was there at that time. Kenny Lofton out in the outfield. You know, I'm just trying to look at, like, teams where it's just like, dude, if these guys are just really good, they're, and they, they're multifaceted, outside of really Eloy, but they're multifaceted. And I'm just like, man, this could be something. I am holding on to a wait-and-see approach. I must say that it was good to see in that small sample size, Dallas Keuchel, uh, go out there and pitch, but again, with him being a ground ball pitcher, I mean pitcher, um, it's going to be interesting to see what happens, but we're not even asking him to be the ace. We're looking at Lucas Giolito. We're really asking him to be the guy to be the vet and to keep everything going. Uh, I guess the question would be uh, Ricky Renteria, but as far as lineup-wise, now before last season, we all wanted Tim Anderson to move up, uh, and perhaps I'll give him props for this. Perhaps it wasn't time for Tim Anderson to assume that mantle to have to think about more than just hitting. 
you know what I'm saying, have to think about getting on base and starting to get everything going or whatever. Uh, you saw the plays that Makata did. I, uh, Steve Stone said he had two. I think he had three uh, really good plays at third. Uh, I, I think it's, I think Nick Magical being young is going to have him. It's going to take him a second. He seems like he has a little bit of the yips or whatever. But it's, it seems like, all right, everything's popping. But, and this is my only issue, this is the worst. This is not the worst time. I'm, I'm, I'm not being honest. I would prefer to have gotten 162 out of this. Like, so a part of me feels cheated. Um, when you brought up 2015 with the Cubs, um, one thing good about the Cubs, when 2015 happened, they still kept their mind on the prize. So we could talk about what happened and the hangover after the Cubs were in the World Series. It, a lot of teams that take that step, sometimes you take that step, and we say this in football a lot, we're like, well, let's see what they do next year now that they finally got their act together, if it's too much too soon. So I can't – it would be good if they are like the Cubs because props to the Cubs for those young players being able to stay mindful and focused to go out and win the World Series uh, the next season. Uh, so that would be something to go because even with the Cubs, at least they had – those young players had an entire season, for the most part, depending on when they were called up. They had an entire season to adjust to the MLB. This is in this hodgepodge type of mix. I, I wonder how it's going to apply to next year. And, and one thing I was talking about on Sean Amaya uh, yesterday was what D always talking about this is a sprint, not a marathon. How do you flip it to adjusting your mindset to a marathon when for some of these guys, they spent most of their time as far as it being prominent, now we could talk about the two players that snapped last year when it comes to Mankata and uh, uh, Tim Anderson, but when they're adjusting to the sprint and then trying to readjust to a marathon. So that's a concern, but to be all mm. fa- to be real honest with you, and you mentioned this, this is crazy. I'm, I want to focus on the boys of summer for a minute, uh, but the NBA is on my ass, and it's like, could you just wait, NBA? Can I get a minute with the boys <laughs> of summer, right? The NBA is yeah. right, right here. Uh, but it, it's sweet. Like, I've enjoyed – I've actually enjoyed not seeing – and this is in Wrigley and Guarantee Rate. No fans in there. Because, one, it, it shows me the clean lines of the stadium. Uh, I like some of the outside shots. Because I feel like, why don't y'all show more of these shots when the fans are in the stadium or whatever? I like some of the outside – I thought – and it's funny. I thought uh, Wrigley did a better uh, job with putting in sound. And it's funny, the last few years – last three years, when, Rig- when uh, Wrigleyville got that big uh, screen in there – I feel like they jumped ahead of the Sox sound-wise. Um, I think they do better when it comes to, to the sound out there and, uh, and how they, they, they present that part of their product. Uh, but I did enjoy the Cubs pumping in the sound because it wasn't overbearing. Listen to the Sox game. I heard, uh, I heard motorcycles running, running down to Dan Ryan. It's like, you can just turn that sound up just a little bit. All right, just give me a little bit of fan, fan noise or whatever. But again, I'm excited. Um, I actually, you know what I really hope? I don't want the Cubs to suck this year. You know what I'm saying? Like that, I really don't want it to be a situation where it's like this. You know what I'm saying? I'd rather be closer to this, but I'm worried because, and again, D, and I'll get off after this, we've always had a, a, a debate on you, Darvish, and you've been winning that debate. And it seemed like, you know, you's going to you. You know, I don't know why nobody told you, baby, all you need is five pitches, and that's too much, right? Honestly, like, just stop, stop, quit it out. Uh, but that's the thing where I'm worried about the Cubs um, going into this year. But they, they should be fine. They have enough talent. But you still have a rookie uh, manager, so that's to say the least. And they got a tough division, too. True. They do. They do. Yeah. Uh, for the Sox, for me, man, um, 
like I said, can't say I've been saying it since I mean, saying before the season started. Well, this kind of season is going to be a sprint in a marathon. Uh, you're going to this might not be a bad time where you have these young guys go out there. And it's almost kind of like throwing them into the deep end. Like, hey, you have an opportunity right now to really make some noise. Let's see what you can do. Because they have the pitching, I think. I think we we I think this season should see a, a more of an offensive punch. Uh okay, let's see what the defense is like. But uh but Johan coming back at third base, man, he making play after play after play. That was really good to see him out there feeling and, and, and he seems to be very comfortable as you know, saying nothing's happened. Um and, and just the depth within the lineups. Now the youth part is going to come out. You're going to, I mean, Eloy and Lou Bob are going to see a whole bunch of breaking balls. <laughs> you know, they're going to, they're going to get thrown off. You uh, go back to the first game with Hendricks, man. He served Lou Bob up real nice. It's like, yeah, welcome to the majors, kid. Welcome to the majors. So hopefully you try to see uh, if he's able to adjust on the fly. And so far, it seems like he has been able to. I think he got a couple of hits or at least one hit in the game against the Cubs. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm excited for the season overall. I think the White Sox should be able to catch, make some noise because they're young. It seems as if they're hungry and loving and loving the mic up with Tim Anderson and just the communication and the talking and the talking. It seems like they just, you know what I'm saying, in the bench, in the dugout, just really getting amped up. You're going to need that. You're going to need that energy because everybody's going to be foot to the floor gunning for it. So, you know what I'm saying? I know you want to have some vets in there to keep everybody calm and cool sometimes. But um, I think with the youth and them just being thrown into the fire, I'm kind of excited about that to see where it goes. Uh, for uh, me, okay. uh, I'd say, uh, especially for Sox fans, I think you can dream big this year. I mean, it's a 60-game sprint, young players. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. In terms of the Cubs – you know, they didn't bring anybody in to really fix the offense besides Jason Kipnis. So it's all about guys developing or being just better in their approach. So we'll see uh, if that gets better at all. I'm not too optimistic because it's been years since the World Series and no guys have really stepped up. And mm-hmm. maybe Chris Bryant is great, but we don't even know if he can really stay healthy. So it's going to be uh, it's going to be interesting. It's gonna, I wonder how players are going to kind of come with a mindset does the team like the Sox just have this benefit of youth where they're just kind of almost stupid in a way of not knowing? You expect your mouth when you say that. Yeah. <laughs> you were talking dumb, about it. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ryan. And then with the Cubs, does the veteran approach with the young manager help? I don't know. It just, there's a lot of wild cards in a 60 game season. And for the Cubs side, yeah, it's not looking too pretty right now. Yeah. I'm interested, and in, in, in Ken, you brought it up with, like, the 15 team, the Cubs, and maintaining a certain mindset that benefited them in 16. I think a lot of that had to do with the with the skipper that they had and, uh, you know, him, him just being a guy who was able to push all the right buttons and, you know, Joe Madden I'm speaking of, of course. You know, I'm wondering, you know, the thing with – the thing with – with with they with they with the flight side manager, I've always I liked the hire when they first made it when they when they were a team with devoid of much talent and they were very young. But now that they're a team with with 
some established talent, burgeoning talent, we should yeah. say, yeah. that is having some expectations now. Can can we expect you know him to take the take them to that next step, or will it be like a uh, a Doug Collins thing where he can only get them so far? And they got bring in AJ Hinch. I got you. <laughs> Maybe. Hey, that's not bad. Yeah, it might happen. I mean, I think that's I think that's is one of the biggest questions is going to be what happens with Ricky Renteria. Is he going to be able to uh, kind of get them over the hump? But mm, can I ask you but, this real quick? Can I but you do have quick, a lot dude? of veterans, though. Let yeah. me ask you about this because you bring up a good question. Knowing Jerry Reinsdorf and the White Sox, and we can go this over to the Bulls, mm-hmm. and how usually management stays on par with whoever is the coach or general manager. Yeah. Would they look at this sample size being too small if Renteria doesn't live up to it to get rid of him because they could say that this was under uh, some totally different uh, circumstances and maybe it's not fair to him to sit there and say where, you know, he didn't have the whole team for a whole season. Right. You know what? Honestly, I don't think that even – I don't know what the expectations are from the front office. I haven't heard anything saying like, hey, this is playoff yeah. for us or, hey, this is – They've been quiet. Us. They've been, They've been doing quiet. that for some years, though. They've been using that they as an ha- excuse. Well, they have, but I think for the past couple of, ye- couple of seasons, we've been seeing them rebuild. So what expectations can they really have? They're not like the Bulls going out saying like, oh, we expect to go to the playoffs and then they just piss down their leg. That's not the case <laughs> with the White Sox. With the White Sox, they've been very quiet. So I don't know if they even – I don't even know what their expectations are. I think they're literally well, like, let's just see what happens. I don't think they're going to put anything, any kind of pressure on Ricky Richarino. The only way I think they'll do that, the only way is if they just – the play on the field sucks, the pitching changing sucks. I mean, they have to just like do – But that's not Cooper, have, though. That's not well, Cooper, though. Yeah, but I don't I, think it's going to happen, though. Yeah, go ahead, Ryan. Isn't the expectation kind of what we've seen from the scrimmage games where you're just seeing player development – Eloy taking the next step. Tim yeah. Anderson being consistent. It's just Is that it what gets Rickard Renteria fired? If guys, like a step back from last know. year. Yeah, let's yeah. say right now going into the season, White Sox fans and just the organization probably feels really good about their potential and their talent moving forward. Mm-hmm. If at the end of the season you're like, what happened? Is that when Ricky Renteria gets fired? And, maybe, and maybe here's we, another. Yeah. Here's an, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I said, here's another scenario, right quick. Say they go, you know. Say they go like twenty and ten or twenty, like God, God, whether twenty five and five or something. Like they, they do a crazy run at the beginning, and they just fall off the face of the earth. Like they, they just lose all momentum by the end of September, or even going into October, and they just get swept out of something. What if there's some sort of sign that where there's like, okay, we know we're good. But we're not at the Yankees level yet. We're not at Boston, uh, uh, no Houston level or something yet. We know we're not at that level yet. Could that maybe spur on something? I don't. I don't know because I think the season is going to be so unpredictable. And listen, when baseball, you can have those hot stretches, and then you can just go cold. This is the nature of the game. Sure. So I don't know. I don't. I, honestly, it would have to be a severe step back in some of their prime talent. Tim Anderson would have to go from hitting 335 to 260. Or Eloy is not doing what he was expected to do from last season, any kind of progression. Uh, Lewis Robert is out there, like, not knowing is, is, as if he's, like, lost. It would have to be something extreme like that. I think Ricky Renteria is fine. 
I think they have a lot of veteran team, veteran um, um, leadership on the scene. They have the youth, and they have a, a, a they have those couple of stars that's at that bridge. Like, yeah, 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 we here. I think it's fine for him. I think he's good. Going along with the veteran thing, and I know we mentioned Tim Anderson earlier. I still think this is Jose Abreu's team. I do too. Uh, when you look at his, his excitement from the dugout when everything was going, and you know a lot of those young players are following behind them. I mean, one, it's just easier when like, there's not a language barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, even to them, let me take that out. Just in Cuba, but even here in America, Jose Abreu is a much more ballyhooed player than Tim Anderson is so far in their careers. Um, so um, I think it's, it's that's good is on the hitting side, and especially them giving him three more years and letting those players know he's not going anywhere. Also reestablishing with those players the loyalty that they want them to, to, to think about when it comes to the organization because if these players are really as good as they're supposed to be or 80% as good as they're supposed to be in five years, they're going to be knocking on the door. Some of them is going to go. One or two of them is probably going to be re-signed. Mm-hmm. But I thought just looking at it, even though I don't like the uh, the twisty tie on the Jose Abreu. You don't like the rubber band on the beard? No, but I don't. <laughs> um, but uh, I, lo- I, I like Who that. Who used to do that, like Lou Albano or somebody? Used yes, to do that? Captain yeah. Lou Albano. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. girls yeah. just want to have Good fun. Good call, Cuzzo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did that just Like, who did that before? Yeah, yeah. and just think about how hard it was to, if you've ever had rubber bands in your hair, mm-hmm. right, and you have to take it out and how it gets caught in your hair, and it's put, mm-hmm. just like Captain Lou Albano used to do that all the time. It's like, that's enough. Uh, but still, <laughs> Just looking at how that team looked, Kopech still isn't there. Uh, Carlos Rodon, even though now, who thought we'd be starting the season when Carlos <laughs> Rodon was supposed to come back, basically? I mean, remember, it's like, Rodon's yeah, going to yeah. come back by August. It's like, yeah. it's August. It's August. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just, listen, I'm excited. Uh, I'm definitely excited because it seems like they got some special talent in this piece. Uh, I mean, dog, we basically just scratched the surface, and we haven't even scratched the surface on Lewis Robert. And I mean, he may be the best one. I remember saying this mm-hmm. last year mm-hmm. on this show. Like, he is a chance. Me and Ryan were saying this. It's a chance he may be the best. See, I'm giving you props, Ryan. I'm saying, telling you the truth on this Finally, side. Like, some your, truth. Your, your, <laughs> I like it. Your, your hate for the Sox. I was worried. You got to go to church this Sunday. No, I'm just telling <laughs> you. You got to get right with the just Lord. Just pointing out your hate. Just pointing out your hate. Uh, <laughs> Oh, but still, okay. but still, like when you when you look at this kid, and dog, in three years we can be like, dude, look at this dude patrolling the outfield with this power and this range, and yeah, Tim Anderson's fine, Makata's fine, Eloy being perhaps let's just hopefully say uh, a, a poor man's uh, a Manny Ramirez in uh, a few seasons, mm, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like, don't forget but, about Vaughn and Magical, and yeah, we got got a lot of kids in the system. Magical, I'm a, I'm a Vaughn, Not we'll right see. now. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, but again, even with that, when you look at the fact of Abreu and perhaps just moving to DH, t- looking at the, the, the looking at the amount of uh, hits or the length of the bat batting cycle um, that uh, Edward Carnacion took mm-hmm. uh, you Darvish, and just thinking that you got this old man just back there chilling right like yeah. you got you know you got Grandal back there like you got some cats mm-hmm. where it's like whoa you even Mazzara yeah Mazzara may just hit 19 but you like got you got some people back Lurie Garcia you know like they actually have done something and I guess 
it's low hanging fruit because it's like, oh, you finally feeding me. I'm like Oliver Twist in this bitch. Man, have some more porridge. But, uh, right? And it's just like you're finally feeding me. But compared to just compared to other teams and compared to their history, this porridge is full of like salmon. Um, salmon. Salmon. Just wait. Just wait. Let me just try to be healthy. I'll, I thought I was going to say bacon or something. No, no, no. Salmon, <laughs> avocado. Um, That's savory, man. I don't want none of that nasty so let, 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 let me just finish. Like, all, all the, like, your omega-3s, uh, you know what I'm saying? Blueberry, blueberries. <laughs> like, it's... No, it's I, salmon I, porridge. Yeah. It's, yeah, if you pour, you'll eat, you eat that salmon porridge. You'll eat that salmon porridge quick fast. Oh, I, got, I got these sardines the and point, crackers. The point... But no, no. <laughs> The point that I'm trying it's some, to make. It's some grape drink. <laughs> no, see, that's we're not drinking grape drink. I'm trying to prove to you that, that this this yeah. meal isn't just oh okay. I'm finally feeding you. Okay. You're giving me even. You're not just giving me sustenance. You're giving me like yeah, the super food. food. The, super, yes, yeah, super. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Compared to uh, before, it's like oh you're finally feeding me. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it's it's super foods in this food where it's just like look at like dude look at what's in here. And if the, let's just say the players that played well last year play up to that level, and the players that was their first year last year played better than that, I guess I'll just be like Eloy yeah. and uh, and Dylan Cease. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying for the most part. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, we haven't thought. What if Dylan Cease is good? Let's just say Dylan Cease is good this year. You know what I'm saying? Like we talked about the pitching last year, and you brought in Keiko. Keiko should at least get 15. Well, not 15 wins because of the shortened season. He should get 12 wins this season. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Like, but the innings may be more important with him. Good point. He might good only point. have 12 starts, though. Good point. Yeah, good point. Exactly. The innings the innings are, are going to be more and more important. So now you've got somebody else to get quality starts out there, right? We're pushing back uh, uh, Ronaldo Lopez. Dog, if, Laura, if Ronaldo Lopez is decent, and I know that's a lot of ifs, but you're not even asking from Ronaldo Lopez this season what you're asking from him last season. Gio Gonzalez, who else you got down there? I mean, yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's just right now, Rick Hahn. I would say this, man. I just hope that what we saw, and I said this too when I was on Sports Feed, uh, not Sports Feed, um, uh, Sports Talk Live. I just hope what we see, when we saw from Lucas Giolito, was not just a one. Oh, you had some out of hate in your heart for him. Man, I, all I said was, because I, I think Cap asked me this, do you think we're going to be able to see this next year? I'm like, I don't know. That's all I'm saying. I you hope will. we see You that. will. You will. I hope so. I hope I'm proven wrong. Those matinee looks in that arm to the sky. Okay. okay. Hey, on his, on hey, his mama's acting career. I, that's a good That's a good jumping off point there, kid, because you mentioned, too, the whole Afro-Latino connection and and – I just I want to I want to go before we have to go like I want to go a little into what this team could represent because we already got a piece of that last year with Tim kind of mm-hmm. repping for the culture. So what do y'all think about having a team that collectively is as dark as the Sox are? Even though you have like you know there's some stuff with the Afro Latino stuff mixed in that we have to you know our, our own little stuff there, but from the outside looking in. This is a team that's not very much like many teams in the MLB. Especially so Cubs. Like, Especially Cubs. <laughs> yeah, will you stop it? Will you just stop it? Theo wants to bring diversity in. What happened? Look, dude, there's a lot of Afro-Latinos. You was leaving out, brother. He's like, just give me Jason Hayward. 
I want a straight up and down black. No, right, yes. <laughs> we got the whole boat came like, y'all come on and bring y'all ass to the south side. I would say, no, I don't I would want say, no, I would say, there were no two Saint Louis chores in, in, uh, <laughs> on the north side. Look, Rick is still hating no Sammy. Oh, he hating no black Sammy so hard. Dark, dark Sammy, darker Sammy, let me say so hard. Dark Please, Sammy. Go ahead. No, no, I was, I, what I was going to say is, I think the personalities on this team. It's tremendous, right? I mean, you got the nice suave guy over in third base. He cool. You got Tim Anderson down on earth, your brother. You know what I'm saying? He's willing to come up to you and meet you on the block and give you a jersey. Eloy out there. Hi, Mom. Lou Bob, you know what I'm saying? He's coming up pretty cool. Jose is the, the constant professional and veteran. Everybody's looking towards. I think the veterans and I think the – not the veterans. I think the personalities on this team can push this team to another level. I don't think you had, and please, please, and Ryan, I thought to see you. Please uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I don't know if you had those kind of personalities on the Cubs when they were winning. The White Sox said, "Hey, has some personalities, some real personalities." And I think I don't they, think the I Cubs think, had. What's what's up? I said I don't think the Cubs. They may not have had outside personalities, but they were likable. They no, no, they were definitely like people really, were, especially yeah. going from the Cubs from like eight yeah. years ago. They were people likable. really yeah. like that team. Yeah, yeah. they were a likable team. You had Joe Madden probably had the most personality, but I think this, yeah, yeah, and not uh, yeah, and Rossi, yeah. yes. But I think with this White Sox team, they got some personalities on this team, and just if they if they had they have that, and if they win. Man, it's going to be like, damn, look at the kids on the south side, dude. They, they pretty fun to watch. I, yeah. I, I believe that, too. I, I, that's one thing, just looking at how black it is. Um, it was like, it's like, wow, this is written. I mean, I know the Sox have tried that in the past, but it's like, mm-hmm. this is black, right? But let me say this to take even race out of it to a certain degree. I also look at how, outside of Eloy, how many tools these cats have. You know, because Eloy, you're basically looking at him as just been a hitter. But when you're talking about uh, Lewis Robert, when you're talking about Yoan Moncada, when you're talking about uh, Tim Anderson and growing, and if he can get the the, the regular play down pat, um, it's just also that when you start to go, if we're going to compare teams in the city to where you knew you had Chris Bryant to a certain degree. And this was actually, remember, we're taking away from Addison Russell and who he was supposed to. He was supposed to win MVP yeah. first. All right. And then you look at how Baez and people looked at Baez uh, before he had that MVP season uh, two years ago. He, he came in second, of course, because Yelich and the Brewers ran him down. But um, that's where, just on the play, where and this is really on the Sox. The Sox didn't ha- – they had softball hitters or guys that can run or guys that can play defense to a certain degree. And now you've implemented more guys that can uh, have m- more a higher skill set than in the past. So, yes, it's cool that these guys are uh, Afro-Latinos or black, uh, to say the least. Um, but it's also cool that these aren't the same type of players that in the past they would have kept. And even taken away from uh, being black, even when a Nick Magical can get better and he's that B-plus second baseman and the slappy guy that can get on base and you have that Eat guy. Up, that, yeah. Or Andrew Vaughn, yeah. as you m- mentioned, just to have a first baseman or whatever he plays when he gets up that – you know he can probably hit for power, but he's also going to hit – be probably an on-base guy. Not, not move around the bases, but just his bat allows him to be on base a lot more. And it's just the difference in how the quality of the player the White Sox used to look at in the past and mm-hmm. the quality of the player that they have now. And also – and it's sad because of the season 
Uh, and COVID is more important. People dying and people being sick is more important. But having all these players signed up and we don't even get to see them for 162. Yeah, they got baseball players. Yeah. Baseball players. Jumping off your point, Ken, about the Sox having multiple, multiple tool guys and guys who play with a – who could possibly play with a certain energy that the game may feel that it needs to market itself better and, you know, ex- you know, appeal to, you know, there's always this talk about appealing to younger fan bases, appealing to black, you know, blacks uh, across and the Brown, board and stuff like that. Browns. And Browns too. But, you know, yeah, but they, they still coming into the sport though. It's barely, you know, it's, it's still dwindling every time with us, but, right. you know, that, that could be important though. If, if a team like the Sox can emerge and be a national story, I think that could be very effective for uh, baseball and what it wants to be right now. And it should, like going back to last year with the let the kids play stuff, they should be encouraging that and really, you know, setting that type of play forward to make the league more progressive and more, you know, just exciting for more different people instead of having teams like the Cardinals and the Braves try to police everybody in the league and stuff. Yeah, very That's true. my last point there. All right. Hey, Kyle, thanks so much for uh, hopping on with us as usual. Thanks, guys. 